want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. If you're curious about your energetic makeup and how you can best use it in your business and your life, this episode is for you. My guest today is my friend, Lauren Armstrong. She is a human design for business guide and speaker. She helps entrepreneurs embody their human design and leverage it in their business to create more flow, ease, and profit. Now, if you don't know what human design is, you will by the end of this episode, so don't worry. You'll find out what type plus you are and how you can utilize it in your business and your life. This is a full episode. So much so that my editor was like, uh, you got to bring her back for another episode. This is how much my editor, Vanessa, loved it, and you will too. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Lauren Armstrong, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I am so Happy to have you here, my friend, my mastermind buddy. So I obviously know a lot about you, but why don't you tell everyone in your own words, because I just read your bio, but in your own words, who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm Lauren Armstrong. Um, Thank you, Nick, so much for having me. It's so fun to be in masterminds with you and now on your podcast, which I'm so excited for you to share with the world and your beautiful, unique way of storytelling, but I am a human design for business guide. And so you, if you have no idea what human design is, it's the way that you are energetically wired to interact with the world around you. Um, I come from a corporate background, so went out of college into oil and gas industry, making six figures a year, plus pension, plus benefits, like the well-upholstered straight up hell um, of my life. Because it was not what I was meant to do in the world. And I wanted to make an impact. And I just felt like everyone is here on earth for a reason. And I was not living that purpose. I was not doing the thing that I was meant to be doing in the world. So I left that job. um, And then I was making no income and no impact because I didn't really know how to effectively, you know, sell coaching or like the things that I really wanted to be able to do. And then I found human design, which is how, you know, like I said, you're how you're wired to interact with the world. And at first when I looked at it, it was really confusing and I didn't really understand what it could do for me. But as I went down the rabbit hole and really found out what it meant to be the type that I am and and live the strategy that is laid out in my design, and I started applying it to my business, I sold out coaching spots within a weekend of trying these new strategies. So then I felt like I needed to tell everyone in the whole world about what human design is, and that is leading us to this conversation right now. Whoa, okay. Like, sold out in a weekend, but you, you, my ears perked up, and I'm sure <laughs> yeah. so did everyone in the audience. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? I, I want that. Mm-hmm. So back me up a bit about human design. Yeah. I mean, it is a fairly new concept to me as well. Not obviously energy work and energetics, but Mm -hmm. this idea of human design, who, 
who or what created this or where did it come from? Yeah, so human design is a combination between ancient systems and modern science. So it's a combination between the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, astrology, um, quantum physics, genetics, and biochemistry. So those are all of the systems that are all incorporated underneath the umbrella of human design. And that is the way that I explain it to people who are a little bit cautious of the woo. So that's like the, what it is when someone's like, "Mm, but what is it? And is it like a personality test? That's my answer. For those of us who are open to the woo, it is a system that is, that was channeled, um, by a guy named Ra Urahu, um, when he was vacationing in Ibiza and he just kind of got this whole system downloaded over, you know, like a month long period, wrote it all out. And it's a combination of all of those different systems. So. We're, well, we're woo plus here. Yeah, so, I know. you know, so I think both, but I know your people. You know who, you know who you're talking to here. So. Yes, I do. You know, I, that's interesting. I did not know that it was a channeled system. Yeah. It sounds complex. It's, it really is. What's really, what I love about human design is that yes, it is really complex and there are over 2 billion configurations of human design. So it's not just like, you know, Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, um, or things like that where you're answering consciously questions about what you believe about yourself and it's going to give you like an answer. There's over 2 billion configurations and it includes not only your conscious, but your unconscious traits, um, which is the first system that I've ever seen that does that. And it's based on your unique time of birth. So that's how you kind of get to the result. It's not something that you can manipulate by answering, you know, a how do you think you are? Like, oh, I'm very adventurous. <laughs> Whereas, like, you sit on your couch all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not a Cosmo quiz. No, it is not a Cosmo quiz. <laughs> as fun as those were as a kid. Yeah. I, I used to sit and take them with my, my best friend, Nicole. We used to, like, take every quiz at a red book and Cosmo and, you know, because we were trying to figure out who we were. Mm-hmm. So I love that this is, like, that amplified to the extreme. Exactly. So how many, you said there are billions of configurations. Yeah. So then how do you know what type there are? Are there, are there some principal ones and then? Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's over 2 billion configurations. And when I say configurations, like human design is not just like, oh, you're a type and that's it. There's you're a type and like, and there's the certain way you make decisions and there's the way you best manifest your purpose. And this is why you're here on earth. And you have tend to have a shadow side in the center. So there's like, and, 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 but at the highest level, there are five types and, um, the types are projectors, generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, and reflectors. So if you've ever pulled your chart or if you've never pulled your chart, if you go to mybodygraph.com, it's a free website that you can pull your chart and you're just going to need your name, date, city, state, and place of birth um, and time of birth. Um, And it will tell you on the info tab, one of those five words. And based on what we share in a little bit, you're going to be able to be like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. (laughs) So So we'll put that in the show notes so that everyone can uh, go right to it and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's exciting. I know. Isn't it great? It's like another way to learn more about yourself. And for this, for me, it was like someone was reading my diary to me when I read my human design. It's like, how do they know? Like, how do they know all these things about me? You've stolen my diary. So. I love that. Yeah. That is so good. Okay. So how then you've got the types, the, mm-hmm. the, is it five or six? Did five. you say? Five. five. Yep. There are five types. And what are like the main sort of traits of the five? Let's go into them. 
So based on your human design type, this is kind of one, I'm going to give you the business term for it. Cause I love to do human design in the, with the lens of business, with entrepreneurship. Like how do you actually leverage this stuff in order to incorporate it into your business, to be in more flow, to be in more ease and against resistance. So like that's my flavor with human design. So for projectors, the business term for projectors are advisors. You are here to lead. You are here to guide. You are leading other people's energy. And it's about 20% of the population. So projectors don't have consistent access to sacral energy, which is like life force creation energy. Um, so they tend to work really efficiently for short periods of time and shouldn't work more than four hours a day. And these are also the people that really recognize patterns and other people's like gaps, if you will. Like if you're hanging out with a projector and they're like, hey, you know, like what if you just did this? And they're totally uninvited to share, but you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be way more efficient. Like those are the types of people that projectors are. And the strategy for a projector is to wait for the invitation because you see the other so clearly we want to make sure that we're not giving like unsolicited advice because when you do that and someone doesn't follow it, you're not self-theme or when you know you're out of alignment as a projector is you're going to feel really bitter. Mm. So it's like, ugh, I told that person to do it. They didn't do it. And then they're still having the same problem when we talk a week later. Like that's really annoying to a projector and it makes you feel super bitter. But when you follow the strategy of, of waiting for the invitation, you're going to be more likely to feel the in alignment theme or feeling or self theme, which is success. It's like, oh, everything is working out. And it's because you reserved that energy that you don't have consistent access to all the time for people who are actually ready and willing to take your advice and move forward with it, which is like the most satisfying and fulfilling feeling. So waiting for the invitation is the projector strategy. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. We are all, all things, right? Yeah. So obviously we all have some projector energy within us, right? Yeah. But that like resonates for me on one hand. Now, is there something else that may be more resonant for me? Yes. The next one. What would that be? <laughs> so you are a generator. So a generator is a, the combination between generators and manifesting generators is about 70% of the population. And you guys are the creators. You're the creatives. You are here to do the things that you love in this life and really master things in a step-by-step way. Does that resonate with you? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. So you have consistent access to the sacral energy, this life force energy within you. And I love to describe this this way. Um, when you're lighting yourself up and you're a sacral generator, you're someone who has that access to the sacral center, either a generator or a manifesting generator. When you're lighting yourself up, it's like pulling the nozzle on a bathtub and like turning the water on and watching all of this juicy energy flow out. So like Nick, when you're dancing, when you're creating, when you're storytelling, when you're working with your small group, like all of that just like fills your bathtub up, right? The second that you do something that you don't love as a generator or a manifesting generator, it's like literally pulling the plug on the bathtub and you're laughing. There's resonance here. (laughs) Watching all of the energy flow out of your body. So what we'd love to talk about for generators specifically and manifesting generators is like outsourcing is key because it's not about the five minutes it takes you to do the task. It's about the energy suck. Yeah. Okay. Now that resonates. That was like, that was that moment of you reading my diary because exactly when I'm, when I'm doing something that I just don't like, it's like the life force gets sucked out underneath me. 
and it becomes just so heavy and awful and and I'm like, oh, I hate my business when really <laughs> it's just that task that is not in alignment for me. And I, as you said, need to have somebody else do it, which, you know, fortunately for me, because I have run a multi-million dollar business before, I know how to delegate. In fact, it has been a process for me, interestingly, of holding me back not to bring on a staff too quickly, too soon. Uh, because I was ready to staff up immediately yeah. without learning some things that I needed to learn. But I did. Yeah. I, I held myself back. It was like I had to like pin myself down um, yeah. and sometimes do some of those things that didn't feel great. Yeah. But it was really helpful to learn them. But now, bye-bye. Bye. I don't need to do them anymore. Do Thank it. you. <laughs> Yeah. So when, I mean, when you're, when you are lighting yourself up, like the, the in alignment theme for a generator and a manifesting generator is satisfaction. Like you're just like deeply satisfied doing your work. And when you're out of alignment for the not self theme in human design lingo is frustration. So this is like when you're doing tasks that aren't meant for you, when you are pushing or really like initiating things, cause that's not the correct path or strategy for a generator. Um, your strategy is to wait to respond. So I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit as well. Um, but so it's like, you can tell when you need to shift something when you're feeling frustrated, like listen for yourself, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator. And I know Nick, you have a community full of creatives. So this one is probably going to really resonate. Um, but like when you find yourself saying like, I'm super frustrated, ask yourself why, what is it that you're doing that is causing the frustration? Are you initiating? Are you pushing? Are you doing tasks that aren't meant for you? Can you outsource any of it? Can you delegate any of it? Can you eliminate any of it? Like, cause that energy is going to shine through in your business when you're frustrated. That is really, really good. I am a pusher of the three. <laughs> I am a pusher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you get frustrated when you push? Oh yeah. I'm frustrated. I get frustrated with myself because what I, the, the, the what I have is this great vision. Right. Oh my gosh. It's so funny that you say that. That's your conscious son is the vision. Mm. Like you're in this, the two gate, which again, like there's over two billion configurations, but your conscious son is in the two and the two is all about big visions. Yeah. That now, see, you are, you're reading my diary. <laughs> well, I mean, you just said it to me. So I wish I would have said that before you told me, but yeah, <laughs> this is what you are. And, and, and so I, I can tend to push because I see the potential and I, and I'm, and I'm ready for it to be here now. Mm-hmm. And so there's this patience factor for me that I constantly have to um, remind myself to take a breath that it doesn't have to be at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I, especially when I had a large team, I would do is I had big vision. So I'd come in and be like, okay, let's make it happen. And everyone would be like, whoa, 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 <laughs> hold the door. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yep. Okay. That, that makes sense. That resonates for you. So I'll, I will go over the strategy of wait to respond and what that could really look like for, for you as a generator. But I just want to go briefly over manifesting yeah. generator as well first, because this is the same strategy for each of you. So manifesting generators are a combination between manifestors, which we'll go over after and generators, which we just went over. So manifesting generators are the generators are the builders and the manifesting generators are express builders. They're like, super efficient. They're here to do deeply satisfying work as well, but they're not going to go step by step like a generator is. Like generators will go, okay, step one and then step two and then step three. Manifesting generators will go step 76 
step 12, step four, step 22. Like they're just like all over the place, but it works for them. And so there's no room for perfection with an MG when starting something, when starting a new process, give yourself grace. You're not going to do it in the same order as everyone else. And that's okay. MGs are here to show us that business can be done in a different way and still be done really well. They're also the people that you ask, like, what do you do? And they have like a two paragraph long answer of like, I weld and I also babysit kittens. And then I also like dance on Broadway. Like, it's like, you have so many different interests. You're multi-passionate and that is so beautiful. So how can you really incorporate all of those things and plans and create room to pivot within your business? Because if you stick with one thing for a long time, it's like death or manifesting generator. So just something to consider. Okay. So for both of those, when you're on track, you're going to feel deeply satisfied. When you're off track, you're going to feel frustration. How do you know what caused it? So your strategy for both of those types is to wait to respond. Now, waiting sounds terrible. Does it not, Nick? It sounds horrifying. <laughs> your face when I said wait. Okay. So Wait to respond. I've heard another um, human design teacher talk about this using the word magnetism, which I like so much more. Your job as a generator or manifesting generator is to light yourself up every single day. Get in that high vibrational state and then watch what the universe brings to you that you then get to respond to. Do you see how waiting is not a passive process? I love that definition. And I probably am going to take this sound bite and put it on a recorder, uh, you know, on my phone and listen to it over and over and over again, because that is exactly what I need to hear. Good. I'm really glad this resonated with you. And hopefully somebody listened to this as well. I know it'll resonate with somebody else who's listening because as you say, a lot of creatives in my, in my field, Mm -hmm. in my sphere, in that I attract, in my tribe, in the vibe, and a lot of both generators and manifesting generators. I have a lot of both. Um, So I I know somebody else is going to resonate with this for sure. sure. So like imagine, so Nick, let's take you, for example, you come up with this amazing idea and you have this big vision and you're like, how could this not be meant for me? I am now going to create a complete plan, step-by-step process, and I'm going to start pushing my rock up the hill. Like push, 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 right? And you're pushing up the hill and you're like, why is nothing working? Why is the messaging not correct? Why? Like something is not jiving. I don't know what it is. Like, but I'm so freaking frustrated. And then you keep creating out of frustration and that doesn't land. And it's like more frustration and like what you focus on, you create more, right? So it's more and more and more. And you're just so freaking frustrated and you want to burn everything down to the ground <laughs> in your business. Okay. What if you had that same exact idea and you put it on your proverbial shelf, what they like to call it for, for generators and manifesting generators. Notes app on your phone, like somewhere. I mean, like, this is an amazing idea. I can't wait to see how the universe completely clears its path for me so that I can go and take this down off of my virtual shelf when I respond to something and move forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like the mountain has been bulldozed and now you just get to walk straight with your rock. You don't have to push it up the hill. You know, what I love about this is that it's so resonant with what I'm actually working with my students right now in Illumination, my coaching program for creating future books. Uh, Morgana McCabe-Allen, who is a mutual friend of ours, calls it a future book. I always called it a strategic plan, but she calls it a future book. And I was like, oh, I love that. I love that, that, that name. But it really is, I was saying to her on a previous episode, uh, and we'll click that into the 
show notes as well, that when I created a strategic plan like five years ago, I went back to it recently and 90% of it had come to fruition. That's amazing. And I, what I, what, what I really want to encourage my students and what you're saying can work, especially for this particular type is to put it out there and then talk about manifestation, yeah. let, it let it be, be. Let, it, let it have, let it have its own evolution. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. My fiance is a generator. And so, you know, I talk about this stuff and he's not super woo, but he knows he's a generator. Right. And so he's been wanting to go surfing for like months. And we finally went to our first surf lesson on Friday and we're out there and we're like in the waves and we're having a great time. It's like a perfect day in Southern California. And we're just like having the best day. And we go to lunch afterwards and this guy leans over to him and asks him, Hey, what, what sport do you play? My fiance is a soccer coach. And he says, Oh, I used to play soccer, but I'm a coach now. And he goes, would you like to collaborate with me? I got a whole bunch of kids and they need to do one-on-one sessions. Like it's like, you don't know where it's going to come from generators. And I know like it's hard to trust it and to just let it be, but it's coming in the weirdest of ways. And so how could you, what could it look like? to live your life in the highest expression of joy and see what comes. This is the message that Nick needed to hear today, which means that it's a message that a lot of people needed to hear today. So thank you, Lauren. You are so welcome. Now there are two more, yeah, right? There are two we're, more. We don't we'll want to leave anybody out. I know. Well, we, I always go deeper with the person who's, who's doing the interview because they're like, wait, no, tell me everything. Yeah, I know. Because I was like, oh, wait, it's about me. It's about me. It's about me. Yeah. But your people will also be white gays, so that's cool. That is true. Like attracts like, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, or if you're in a higher vibration, you're going to attract the lower vibration because they're like, hey, I want to be up there with him. So that's another fun little conversation. Okay, so the next one is a manifester. So manifestors are about 8% of the population. And manifestors are forceful and impactful energies that are here to initiate and get things started. They are here to get the ball rolling. They are here to, like, vision those big visions like Nick has, but then start them. Like they're not meant to follow all the way through with them. They're here to kind of enlist people to help them create whatever it is that they want to create. So when manifestors are on track or in alignment, they're going to feel a deep sense of peace. And when like everything is working out for them and when they're off track or out of alignment, they're going to feel a sense of anger. And anger is really helpful for a manifester because, you know, our culture is usually like, don't be angry. Like, you know, calm down, breathe. It's like, oh, no, let the anger inform you of where it is that you're kind of off track. Are you waiting as a manifester? Because that's going to make you really angry. If you keep being interrupted as a manifester, that's going to make you really angry, right? And so your strategy as a manifester is to inform. And what I mean by to inform is like, let other people know what the plan is how they can help you, how they can work with you. Like, tell us what to do. It's very effective for your energy type. However, if a generator or a projector did that, people would be like, who are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, and you can tell, like, I know that we're talking about things that maybe you've never heard before, from before, but like, think about your Instagram feed and you could literally see a, a caption from one person that says the exact same thing as a caption from a different person, but you're going to receive it differently. It's the energy that comes across in that post. Frequency mm. is behind everything that we do. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So those are manifestors. Um, I, I see a lot of manifestors in the wild who are acting like generators, waiting for the invitation, waiting um, to respond. Like there's a lot of like permission, like waiting for permission. 
release that, step into your power and start things. Everyone else is waiting for you to. So like embrace that. Could say a lot more about that, but I'm going to move on. So <laughs> reflectors are the last type and they're about 1% of the population. Whoa, 1%. Yes. And I know like four of them. So <laughs> I feel like, oh, I'm like collecting my little reflectors. I love them so much. But they are here to take their their um, term, their business term is an evaluator. So if you think about them in like in a business setting, like they're looking at everything and being like, this is working and this isn't working. Like they're taking everything in their environment and they're mirroring it back to you. And when they're in alignment or on track, they're going to feel a deep sense of like surprise and delight. And when they're out of alignment, they're going to be really disappointed. And that's usually not just in themselves or their project, but it's in the communities that they're in because they are very communal. Like I say creatures, makes them sound like zoo animals. They're not, but like you know, they're community oriented. Um, so they're, they like to be like invited in to a community and reflect what's going on within that community. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, if you check on the reflectors right now in the state of the world, like they're not okay. <laughs> I bet not. You know, they're just reflecting a lot of different stuff. And so they, it's really important for them to like get out into nature, be on their own if they can to like get in their own, out of their, everyone else's energy and just kind of like let it go. They sound like highly uh, tuned empaths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, what's super interesting is animals have human design and most cats are reflectors. So like depending on who a cat is with, right, they might act a little bit differently. And that's very similar to like the reflector energy, like depending on who they're with, they're going to pick up on different things and act a little bit differently around you. Um, and it's really a mirror of who you are. So if you ever find yourself not liking a reflector, it's like, not them that you don't like <laughs> you. So super fascinating. That is really cool. All five are like, so interesting and you can really like you like you said it's like reading the diary like you look and you're like oh my gosh that is so me because while the other four yes like I, I that question that I asked like we're all all things so yes yeah. I see spits of myself in in them but when you focused in on the one it was like woo, mind blown right so yeah. then so then what do you do with it like like, yeah. how do you then take, I know in theory, this is really fantastic, right? Now, how do I embody it? How do I bring it into my business? Yeah, yeah. So I love to do that with like a little bit of examples for each type on like who, which types of people are like that. So you can kind of ref reflect and see, oh, okay, I see that, that strategy in them. Or, oh, I see that kind of personality trait come out of them. Or, oh, this is the way that they do things, right? So for projectors, for example, like we have, Obama's a projector, Princess Diana's a projector, Sahara Rose, um, the entrepreneur is a projector, Gary Vee is a projector. So when you think about those people, what are they doing? They're leading and guiding. They're not like, if you think about Gary Vee, his whole shtick is hustle. But when you really look at what he's doing, like he's sharing a message with the masses, but what he's doing is showing up and being visible and his team is doing all the work. So how can you, right? How can you be visible as a projector showing up excitedly about the things you have to offer because you are magnetic when you do that and people are like, "Hey, you seem super pumped about your offerings. Like like what are you doing over there? Like I'd love to be involved." And then you get invited because you're showing up in such a high vibration and such a high energy. You're following your passions, you're following your curiosities and you're showing up just to show up. And when you get recognized for what it is that you're really deeply good at and then invited, there's like no better feeling. So that's the way you can really incorporate projectorness. Again, there's like 
so many more things in your chart that you can embody. Um, for example, your profile lines, we talk about how you best market. In your open centers, we talk about how you can best share stories from those places where you've gained wisdom in this lifetime. Um, so there's, there's so much more to it, but as just for, as far as types go, where can you share your wisdom? Like for example, as a projector, how to posts never go well because you're leading someone without an invitation. So if you can share great questions as a projector of like, when's the last time you felt this way? Or have you ever noticed whatever? You can share the exact same type of content, just spinning it in a way that you're not leading or telling them the five best ways to not going to work <laughs> projector. So if you're a projector listening to this, go down that path. <laughs> the unsolicited advice. Okay. Generators. So an example of some generators, one Nick, obviously, here, here master storytelling, right? He's going to tell you how to master stories and he's going to do it in a step-by-step way. We also have Catherine Zinkina, Manifestation Babe is a, is a generator. James Wedmore is a generator. Oprah is a generator. So they're people who are known for the thing that they're known for. So what is it that you want to be known for if you're a generator? Where does your creativity land? Where are you here to master? And how can you share that with your audience? How can you light yourself up and attract those people who are like, oh, yes, he's so my person or she's so my person. Um, manifestors, we have Maya Angelou, Marie Forleo, Martha Stewart. So they're here like with big visions, like Maya Angelou, for example, big vision. And she brought in people to help her put her vision out into the future, right? Like to create it and implement it. A negative quote unquote negative version of this is Hitler was also a manifester. He had a vision for the world. He brought other people in to make him carry out the vision. So as a manifester, getting really clear on what is that vision that you want to create? What does the world look like? How can you inform people of what it is that you have to offer and how it's going to help them? Are you informing or are you assuming that your audience knows the answer because they need you to inform them? Manifesting generators, some examples are Shalene Johnson, who has like 17 million different businesses, I feel like, or products. Um, and same with Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Like thinking about Goop and she's a movie star and she does this and she does that. So it's what could that look like allowing yourself to play in different areas of your life while still making the focus on like either you as your brand or in general, like the different offerings that you have underneath an umbrella or an arc of the things you find interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely does. Cool. And then the last one is a reflector, which is really hard to kind of describe, right? Because they're a reflection of the communities they're, that they're in. But Angie Lee is a reflector um, as far as the entrepreneurial space goes. And Sandra Bullock is one as far as, as actresses go. Mm. So really honoring your, your communities. That is such good and interesting information. And it sounds like it could take a huge deep dive into this mm -hmm. and I know that you have obviously have courses that, that do that right like I do. That, that take people on the journey because it sounds like you could really get into alignment ultimately yes. right like yes. is that the right word or the right yeah. way to say that yeah and I know that you and I Nick share share a similar view of like when you show up in your business you want to show up as uniquely you you want to show up as the fullest expression of who you are in your business. And you do that via you know, storytelling, which is amazing. And what if you don't really know who you are? What if you've been going along through your life and doing things that are expected of you? What if you've been doing all the shoulds and you kind of wake up and you're like, who am I? 
what am I here to do? How am I here to share it with the world? I know this isn't my path. Like, how do you course correct from that place? And that's something that really human design can help you do because it's, it doesn't take into consideration, you know, the job that you've been spending years and years doing that you totally hate. It's to say, hey, what do you love? Like, how do you get back to that? How do you get back to you are here for a purpose and for a reason and to show up as uniquely you? You can really understand what that looks like if you do a deep dive into your human design chart. Mm, I love this. I just love this. Thank you. I feel like I just got on my soapbox about that a little bit. but, but No, that did not feel like a soapbox. That felt like inspiration to me. Oh, good. Oh, good. So, yeah. Uh, what could it look like to actually live your life the way you were designed to live it? Yeah, because isn't that ultimately what we all are here to do? I mean, if you really dig in, you know, I did a deep study of the the path of self-realization. And in the path of self-realization is honestly getting the stuff out of the way, not adding to. It's getting the stuff out of the way that's not in alignment with who you are at the the heart of your being. Mm -hmm. And when you get into that space, that's when you have the success that you so desire. And really it's interesting because there are so many parallels here in human design as I'm like, as I'm thinking this in my head and talking through it, yeah. you know, the idea of non-attachment is something, you know, yeah. that we were talking about that, that would be, that is perfect for me to work through. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so good. So, so good. So any final thoughts for us? Oh my gosh. I, can we just do like a four hour long podcast and just share all of the things? I know I would love to just keep going and keep going, going and going. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things, right? So that's, that's your type. And so one of the things with human design is to really look and say, what could it look like if I were energetically wired for everything that I'm meant for in this life? And all I have to do is tap into that. And so the first place to start with human design, if this is the first place, first time you're ever looking at it, if you start going down the rabbit hole, it can be extremely overwhelming because it is a complex system. There's so much that you can look into gates and channels and centers and strengths and all of this fun stuff. Um, but the place where human design wisdom says to best start, because this is an experiment, it's not a step-by-step, it's not a plug and play. I know Nick loves to say that too. It's not a plug and play. It's showing you how to live your life in alignment with you because I don't have the answer you do. So the system unlocks for you and for me and for everyone, how it is that we can best live our unique paths. So the place to start is type. So whatever that type is that we just went through, the strategy that's associated with that type, and then your authority, which is how you are designed to make decisions. And it everybody's is different. Like Nick is like a hell yes or hell no kind of guy. Like he's either going to be fully into something or fully out of it but that's not true for everyone. And so it's really getting to understand how your intuition speaks to you, how you know if something is correct for you and taking your power back from asking other people what they think you should do to what do I know is correct for me? So that's my quote unquote final thought. (laughs) It didn't need to be a final thought at all (laughs) because now I'm like, but I have follow up. No, that's great. Keep going. (laughs) So you said authority. Meaning, can you talk about it a little bit more? So your authority in English terms, human design has terrible lingo for things. So I love to translate it from human design speak to English. So your authority is your decision-making strategy. 
It's how your intuition speaks to you in your body. So I know a lot of people are like, follow your intuition or go with your gut or I got to talk it out or let me sleep on it. And all of those are different ways that your energy is wired within your body to talk to you. And it's unconscious and it's always body based. So your head is never going to be the thing that logics it out to get you the right answer. It's always body-based. And what's so beautiful about that is you can't unlearn that information. Um, so once you know how you energetically are wired to make decisions, you can tap into that for any decision that you have in your life, not just in your business. So Nick, do you really resonate with that? If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Oh yeah. I always know it's right in my gut. Like it's either a yes or it's a no period. The end. Um, I, I know fairly quickly, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's funny because I, I was just having this conversation with my assistant the other day because I'm a, when I, we, we had a course that went on sale, real stories that sell went on sale and I'm a hell yes or hell no immediately. Yeah. I buy first day. Of course. <laughs> you barely have to even like close the, open the car and I'm like, I'm in. Right. And so I think in my head that everyone's like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <no. laughs> and so when, when everyone doesn't buy on day one. I'm like, where are they? Where are they? (laughs) And and my assistant was like, oh, I never buy to the last day. I I have to really like sit with it and I have to sleep overnight and think about it. And I'm like, oh no, it's a hell yes or a hell no, like immediately. Yeah. So you you have sacral authority, which is what that means. But that's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And that's really gut-based. And you can ask yourself yes or no questions to really get to the gut. So what, what I tend to see as a kind of quote unquote downfall of people who have sacral authority is they give themselves three options. And once you give yourself more than two, you go straight up to your head. You're like, oh no, I have to think through all of these things. I don't know. And then you're like, not as fast of a decision maker. But if you said like, do I want, like, do I want pizza? Uh Uh-huh. Do I want this? Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just take those three options and ask your body like yes or no questions. And you're going to feel it in your body, not in your brain. You're going to feel that expansion of a yes or a a constrictive no, or maybe your chest feels heavy. Like just really get to know in your body what a yes feels like and what a no feels like. And anytime you find yourself being like over thinking something or like three or more, you know, answers to something, it, it just, just break it down to yes or no questions. I mean, I've never overthought anything <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like the downfall of Nick is when, when I get into that space and this makes sense to me, your explanation really is helpful. Honestly, that's super helpful to me because that is what I do. If, if, I always know immediately mm-hmm. and then I backtrack yeah. and then I get into my head and I start giving myself a gazillion other options of what it might possibly be rather than just trusting that initial instinctual reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And what could it look like to experiment with that? Mm-hmm. So like once your body said, yes, okay, that's the answer. What if you could trust yourself? Yeah. What could that feel like? What could that do? Yeah. So that's super interesting when you were talking about your assistant because, so I'll just do kind of like the top three. The other one is emotional authority, which about 50% of the population have this, um, which is so interesting to me because our culture is so like FOMO oriented, <laughs> like decide now or else. Right. But emotional authority people, like there is no truth in the now. They need to go through that high, high of, oh my gosh, I need to get this. This is the best deal I've ever, like, ever seen. Like, I would be an idiot not to purchase this program. And then they go through the low, low of like, who am I to do this anyways? Like, no one's going to want to buy my thing. Like, I don't have anything to share. Like, all of that, I'm, I'm being very dramatic just to show the difference. <laughs> And then there's calm clarity, right? There's like the high, high, the low, low. And then it's like waves, they crash. And then there's calm sea. 
And it's from that place of emotional detachment of like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Or, you know, I don't think this is the right time for me. That the decision comes from a place of emotional clarity versus these emotional waves of highs and lows and peaks and valleys. And there's no such thing as 100% yes for an emotional authority person. And so when you get told all the time by, you know, sacral generators of like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. They're just like constantly waiting. Like, where's my hell yes? Like, what is it going to get here? It doesn't exist for you. And that's okay. You'll probably be about an 80%. And then on the other hand, for you, like, and I, when we're selling things, right, and we have people refund and we think, oh my God, what did I do wrong? That person, what if they're an emotional authority person that bought in the high and hadn't gone through their low yet? That has nothing to do with you. So that's emotional authority. Wait, what's the third one? Oh, the third one. Okay. So there's nine different types, but the next most. Oh, nine. Yeah. But the next, I'll just do top three. The next most common one is. We could be here I for, mean, for four I hours. Know. I love it. I have a six week program that goes through all Thank of you. these in detail. <laughs> you don't need to give up. You don't need to give the store away for free here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's really just not teaching it. It's how to leverage these things. So if you know yeah, that about yourself, how do you actually use that in your business? Of course. You can always know the what. It doesn't mean you know the how. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, so the next most common one is splenic or splenic authority. And that is just like, when you know, you know, and it's the least followed decision-making strategy. It's like your intuition and it speaks once quietly. So if you're kind of over like deciding something and you hear or feel the answer, but it's like faint. And then you're like, did I actually hear that? Like, was that my ego? Like, what is that decision coming from? That's your spleen talking to you. I love to use the example of um, Taylor Swift. She's a splenic projector, meaning she has splenic authorities. That's the way she makes decisions is intuitively. And her song, like, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, like, shame on me now. Like, she knew, like, she should have listened to her intuition, her spleen. It was whispering to her, like, that's trouble. And she did it anyways. So that's like a perfect example of that is a really good example. Isn't that great? It's also like the when you're driving on the freeway and you get the, like the nudge, like, hey, change lanes. Like, don't mm-hmm. know where it came from. And then there's an accident in front of you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that quiet voice and really starting to listen to it, starting to honor it, starting to follow it. It's super important. Or splenic authorities. Wow. Yeah, mine's louder than that. Yeah, yours is, <laughs> yours is full body. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then it's like death if you don't follow it, especially because you have your identity, love, and direction center defined. So like for you, when you're off track, your whole body's like, nope, redirect, redirect. (laughs) We're going the wrong way, buddy. Turn around. Yeah, it's almost like sickness Mm, in the body even. Yeah, it's dis-ease. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, we really could go on and on and on. So (laughs) I'm going to ask this now. Do you have a final thought for us? I feel like I already gave you my, my final thoughts. But um, yeah, so if you're if you're just hearing this for the first time, type strategy and authority. What could that look like to play with it? What could it look like to experiment with it? What could it look like to know that you're energetically wired for everything that you're meant for in this life and that you just get to shift your energy and allow it to come to you? Love. Love. So where can everyone find you? That's actually the final thought. Where can they find you? That's my final thought. Um, you can find me. I'm most active on Instagram. So at underscore Lauren E. Armstrong underscore. There must be a lot of Lauren Armstrongs in the world. But my handle says like human design for business. So you kind of can't miss me. And I'd love to connect with you. If this is the first time that you've ever heard of human design and you pull your chart and you're like, where the heck do I find this? Or what's my type? Like, 
share with me. If you had an aha, I'd love to hear it. You are not bothering me. I get that all the time. Like, I don't want to bother you, but like, tell me this is the joy of my life. So come share with me. Yeah, absolutely. Give your big takeaway. DM Lauren and myself and let us know your thoughts on human design, your design and uh, the podcast. And be sure to subscribe and write a review and share it to your friends and all that good stuff. All the things. Okay. Lauren, thank you. Gosh, it was illuminating for me. So I know that it was for others as well.